Good evening, everybody. Welcome to episode of Living Light Outdoors with you on the mic on a Wednesday. We're continuing on on our weekly study of the Holy Spirit. We're uh, trudging right along. We're the Holy Spirit today, week four. So we are uh, four weeks into this new study. Uh, if you haven't been following along or if this is something new to you, you can go back in our podcast and check the, the Wednesday series uh, and catch up on some of those. There's some good teaching in there. It's simple. It's not real deep. But it really does bring about a lot of understanding of what the Holy Spirit is for us, who the Holy Spirit is to us and in us. Today, the Holy Spirit today, week four, the benefits of praying in tongues. This ought to be interesting to a lot of us. Um, I know that some of the listeners out there are not from the same background that I'm from. I know that some of you are not uh, sure you understand this, this speaking in tongues thing. Um, which is fine. That's that's why we're doing these studies. Uh, I, I, I There's an argumentative thing there. We're not going to argue about it. All I'm going to do is share with you biblical principle, and then you're going to have to decide what you want to do with that. So I, I'm not saying yay, nay, you got to do this, you don't have to do that, whatever. You'll have to work that out. Just like it says, you're working out your own salvation as you go along day to day. But praying in tongues is an incredible benefit of being baptized with the Holy Spirit. It's a God-given prayer language that enables you to communicate directly with God in a very unique and special way. It's given for the benefit of the believer to, to supercharge your life and relationship with him. Unfortunately, it's one of the most misunderstood aspects of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, if this is something that you have had confusion or apprehension about, it's important to look directly at what God's Word says with fresh eyes and let it shape your thoughts about praying in tongues. It's not about taking my word or anybody else's word for or against. Look at what God's word says about it. Here are three fundamental truths from the Bible that can help us better understand speaking in tongues. One, it's a language. In Acts 2, 3 and 8, it says this. Remember, Acts 2 is, is uh, when, the, when the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit fell upon the, the followers of Christ there. So in Acts 2, verse 3 and 8, it says, Speaking in tongues may sound unfamiliar to us, but it's not gibberish. It's a language. When the Holy Spirit was poured out in Acts 2, one of the distinctions made in Scripture is that these men were clearly speaking in another language. Now again, this is Acts chapter 2, verse 3 and 8. There appeared to them tongues resembling fire, which were being distributed among them. And they rested on each of them as each person received the Holy Spirit, and they were all filled, that is, diffused throughout their being with the Holy Spirit, and then began to speak in other tongues, different languages, as the Spirit was giving them the ability to speak out clearly and appropriately. Now there were Jews living in Jerusalem, devout and God-fearing men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound was heard, a crowd gathered, and they were bewildered because each one was hearing those in the upper room speaking in his own language or dialect. And they were completely astonished, saying, Look, are not all of these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears in our own language or native dialect? It was literally the speaking out of the Holy Spirit as they were filled, basically to give evidence of that infilling of the Holy Spirit. That's technically what the, the tongues is, is an evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit. This particular instance, it gave evidence to all who heard because they were hearing it in their own native language. Very, very crucial to understand exactly what was being done there. 
Secondly, it's a language of the Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 14, verses 14 through 15, it talks about this. When we pray only with our own understanding, we are limited to what we know or what we think we know about any given situation. But when we pray in the Spirit, we have the ability to pray with greater effectiveness. The Holy Spirit always has far more knowledge about the situation than we ever could. So praying in the Holy Spirit, we don't have to understand anything. We can simply use a, a, a heavenly language and let God sort out what's being spoken. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, uh, verse 14 through 15 says this, For if we pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unproductive because it does not understand what my spirit is praying. Then what am I to do? I pray with the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit that is within me, and I will pray with the mind using words I understand. I will sing with the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit that is within me, and I will sing with the mind using words I understand. Two completely different things. Oftentimes we pray because we have understanding of a situation. We're crying out over a particular known thing. But when we pray in the Spirit, it allows the Holy Spirit to direct our prayer as it goes up into heaven. Yeah, I hope that makes sense. Thirdly, it's a prayer language. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, and Jude 20 actually talks about this. As Paul concludes his writing on the armor of God in Ephesians, he makes sure to give a final encouragement to pray in the Spirit, because it is a powerful spiritual weapon. God gave it to us because he knew we'd need it to help us stay strong and come through life's battles victoriously. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18 says, with all prayer and petition, pray with specific requests at all times on every occasion and in every season in the Spirit. And with this in view, stay alert with all perseverance and petition, interceding in prayer for all of God's people. Now, here's a key thought. Praying in tongues is one of my greatest spiritual resources as a believer. I want you to think about that. If we can get an understanding that praying in tongues is one of the greatest spiritual resources we have as a believer and follower of Jesus Christ, because it empowers us, it puts us at a different level. It takes it out of our mind and puts it into the mind of God. And I hope that makes sense. Now, here's something. What are some of the benefits of praying in tongues? Now, we've just talked about some of this. So according to Romans 8, 26 to 27, what does it say that the Holy Spirit can do for us? It says, In the same way the Spirit comes to us and helps us in our weakness. We do not know what prayer to offer or how to offer it as we should. But the Spirit himself knows our need and at the right time intercedes on our behalf with sighs and groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because the Spirit intercedes before God on behalf of God's people in accordance with God's will. Now, that's pretty powerful. What are some of the benefits of praying in tongues? That right there, that the Spirit can literally intercede on our behalf, speaking things that we simply don't know how to speak. Maybe situational or could be something going on inside of us or something we're just feeling burdened for somebody else that we just simply don't know what to say. I know there's an old song, just say the name of Jesus, which is very powerful as well. But the Spirit, the, the, the speaking out and praying in tongues, praying in a heavenly language is something that God understands and the Spirit can intercede on our behalf. In 1 Corinthians 14, 2, Paul tells us that when we pray in the Spirit, we are speaking mysteries. In the original language, the word mystery means hidden or unrevealed truth. 
What are some situations when this kind of prayer could be particularly powerful or helpful, that we would be praying hidden or unrevealed truth, mysteries, the things that we don't even know about? What, what are some of the situations that you can think of that this would be powerful to be able to pray in the Spirit over? 1 Corinthians 14.2 says, For one who speaks in an unknown tongue does not speak to people but to God. For no one understands him or catches his meaning. But by the Spirit he speaks mysteries, secret truths, and hidden things. Wow, that's powerful. I know that's powerful. <laughs> let's do this. Let's just, let's just take a moment. And I'm just going to say this prayer, and I want you to listen intently as I pray this over us. God, thank you for your incredible benefits that come into my life through the baptism of the Holy Spirit and giving me the ability to pray in a spiritual language, helping me to grow in this gift and to be able to experience the fullness of the benefits that it can bring. God, as we speak mysteries, as we allow this this infilling of the Holy Spirit, this evidence that the Holy Spirit is alive and breathing inside of us, that comes forth in this heavenly language as we pray out to you in an unknown tongue, in something that we simply don't know, these deep groanings, these deep mysteries within our spirit, that it brings benefit to our, our own body, our own mind, and our own spirit. God, help us to understand how powerful the Holy Spirit can be in our life if we allow it to walk in fullness inside of us. May the Holy Spirit pour out over us in such a way that, that we can't comprehend. God, just, just pour it out on us like fire, just like you did in the upper room. God, let the Holy Spirit on everyone who listens to this broadcast tonight, let that Holy Spirit come in, in tongues of fire and set down upon each one who's hearing this tonight. And God, infill them with your power and fill them with your, your Holy Spirit that overtakes us in, in, a, in an incredible way, bringing us to a new level of understanding of your power and your ways as you move on our life for such a time as this. God, we need it, and we need it right now. Thank you, Father, for all you do for us, but especially thank you for the Comforter, that guide, that one who speaks, that one who intercedes on our behalf the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Whew, that's a good one. <laughs> you may need to go back and listen to that. I would encourage you, dig into Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2 talks about the in, when the disciples were in the upper room, there was 120 or so of them there. But it's really cool because after the fact, after they speak out, after the Holy Spirit comes, pours out on them like tongues of fire, they hear this mighty rushing wind, as the Spirit of God. I mean, you have to understand, when, when the Holy Spirit of God comes upon human flesh, we're going to have some sort of reaction to it because it's not something we can contain. It's going to boil out of us in one way or another. I've seen lots of manifestations of the Holy Spirit on human flesh. But look at what when Peter actually has to address those that are, that are listening. Because he, he gives his first Pentecostal sermon at that moment in Acts chapter 2. That's awesome. Listen to what he says. And what's crazy is as the Holy Spirit moved upon that crowd, it says that thousands came to know the Lord that day. That, that's the power of the Holy Spirit. If we could harness that power inside of us, if we could learn to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit in our day-to-day -day lives, it will draw men unto God. We don't need them drawn unto us. 
That Holy Spirit in us will draw all men unto him. That's exactly what we're after. It's what we're called to do. Amen. Seek out that which is lost so that it may be found. Lead people to Jesus Christ. That's our role. That's what he's called us to. That's the Great Commission to lead others to Jesus. We can do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. Thank you for following along, praying for us, supporting us. If you want to support us financially, all of our giving links are on our website, www.livinglightoutdoors.com. They're pinned right to the top of our Facebook page and our story. You can find a way to support us if you choose to. We're praying that God puts it on your heart to financially support us. It can be minimal. It can be great. God will take care of the rest. We just know that that's what he's called us to. Uh, he's given us this platform. He's taking care of us. If he, if he leads you to support us, we're praying that he just pours blessing out over you in abundance. Even if he doesn't. Even if he doesn't uh, lead you to, to support us financially. We pray that God just blesses you beyond measure. Praying for us. Walking with us. Just being in relationship with us as we journey through this life. Iron sharpening iron. Amen. Rhonda and I love you. We're praying for you. God bless you. We'll talk to you again real soon.